Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Hello. Hi, this is Faith McKinney. Along with Mr. Gregory Merriweather, we are hosts of Blog, I'm sorry, Beyond Talk Radio. Mr. Merriweather, you on with me? I'm here with you. Hello, how are you tonight? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. We have a fantastic show. Our producer, Ms. Jackie Taylor Adams, is uh, on the line with us as well. I'm looking forward to this. We have a Bunch. We have a couple of great uh, guests. We have Kim Morris, an entrepreneur and business owner of the Womb Wellness Center and Happy Journey Holistic Wellness and Medical Metaphysical Boutique. And along with our in our digital drummer spotlight, we have Cairo Queen, and she is the tech uh, socialite. So you know, I'm looking forward to this. So what's uh, been going on, Mr. Mayweather? You know, just really staying busy, Faith, but just definitely happy about this opportunity to speak with these two. Um, I definitely think that they're going to supply us with some information that is, will be imperative for all those that are listening. So I'm just excited to hear what they have to say today. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think right now what we have is um, let's talk about why we're here, and we're talking about the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference. and. You know, they are the reason why Beyond Talk is here. You know, we want to make sure that people understand that the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference and Expo, or we call it the BEEDC, is an innovative outcome-driven conference that leverages the organic processes of convening through action some of the greatest minds and advocates within the tech community and development space. It's a year-long experience that works to strengthen and the innovation ecosystems with African-American and communities of color by engaging economists, economic professionals, small business owners, community advocates, and makers within the tech uh, and uh, creative industry. So, you know, the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference is, is going to be amazing, and we're going to have it in the fall of 2017, the Expo. So I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So let's talk, let's see, um, our guest this evening, as I mentioned earlier, is uh, Kim Morris. Now, Kim is, wow, you know, Gregory, when I heard who, who we were having, uh, She's talking about wellness, womb wellness. Well, that's her, her business is the Womb Wellness Center. And I had to I had to look it up, honestly. What were you thinking? Uh, you know, when I think about wellness, I, I mean, <clears throat> I just see it from a lot of different perspectives. Um, you know, but the first word that, that really got me with her is the happy dirt, just happy. You know, happy yeah. dirt. And, uh, you know, and I think that that's what really what life should be about. It's a happy journey Absolutely. because you really get into the details of it. I believe that, you know, even when we think things are, are bad, you find out that those things are just guiding you to a happier place. And so I just really want to hear more about what it is that she's truly doing with, with, uh, with wellness. Yeah, and, you know, I know she is a millennial, and, you know, getting her perspective from a, a holistic approach as far as well-being and you know, a little bit of spirituality, 
mixed in with a, a successful business. So, you know, all of those sometimes don't seem to mesh, but I'm sure with her they will. I can't wait to speak with her, um, you know, and get some of her insight. I think she's got a lot of great energy, so um, I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. So I believe we, yeah, we have a, a music break coming up with Holly Mass. Uh, so let's get it going before we bring on Miss Kim Morris. Okay, we're back. Um, please excuse me. I'm the producer. I may have closed some of the wrong lines because we have a lot of callers on the line. So let me open the lines back up. All right. Thank you, Miss Producer, for unmuting us. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, Thank you. You here, Mr. Merriweather? I'm right here with you. All right, Gregory. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney and Gregory Merriweather. And, you know, we're getting ready for our entrepreneurship development segment. And we have a very special guest today on the line, Ms. Kim Morris. Are you here with us? Kim? Okay. Maybe not. So we're going to go ahead and, and uh Talk a little bit more about um, Kim Morris's business. You know what we understand about uh, the Womb Wellness Center, and we other things we know about her is that she lives in uh, Long Island, New York, and uh, you know she has clients all over the country. Uh, let's see. She, I'm sure she's uh, as a millennial. She has really tapped into the technology part of. Um, her entrepreneurship and her business. So, you know, it's no longer you, you have to be right with your clients, but, you know, tapping into that technology, I'm sure, has, and that's one of the things um, that the Black Entrepreneur and Economic Development Conference um, is really pushing and is really stressing is technology. You know, Blacks in technology is, is, is really the, Blacks in technology is, is, the, is the new thing. You know, um, there are so many areas um, that we can go through in technology and, and, you know, bringing the holistic womb health wellness center and technology together. It's it's a good match. Let's see. Do we have Ms. Kim on the line? No? All right, Mr. Merriweather. <laughs> well, you know, when you think <laughs> about blacks and technology, one one, it's been a very um, sparse thing. It's been something that we don't see that often. When we look at some of the largest tech companies, we find that there are only 1% uh, blacks working in that industry. And I think that, you know, to have something that allows us to, one, see people working in that area, I think once more people see people working in that field, I think that it becomes more attractive 
uh, because you know when you when you walk in companies and and that's not what you see, it's very difficult um, one to sell it. You know to make that thing of saying, hey, this is an industry that you you can go in, you can be successful, and you can grow. Um, and then at the same time, I think that you know once people start seeing um, us in those positions, it'll stem something uh, where people will want to go to universities and get that education in that field to to allow that you know uh, to allow us to be seen more in that industry. So with this Absolutely. being said, I'm just excited because um, I think that there are so many sectors um, that we can, you know, get inside. And the way that technology is growing and changing all, all, all the time, by the time you get something new, something new is already coming out. And I just think that it would be uh, it's, it's best for us. It would be, behoove us to be um, involved with technology. So this is just a great venture all around. So, I, you know, I just – and thankful to be on this um, broadcast and just look forward to seeing, you know, um, just how lives and how people get grasped this and utilize what we're doing uh, for the betterment of our community. Yeah, I, I agree. It's such an honor to be part of such a wonderful organization as um, Beads. Um, I, I really <laughs> – I, I really never considered growing up technology as an option, but now, you know, it's, it's everywhere. And, uh, you know, understanding that, you know, we have, you know, beautiful men and women and black men and women doing what, doing these miracles. There were miracles 20 years ago, but now, you know, they're actually making them come true. So do we have Ms. Uh, Kim Morris on the line? No? All right. Well, we're going to keep going. I'm going to see if our producer can get her on here. Can you guys uh, hear yeah. me? Yes, she's I can hear you now. Oh, Hi, okay. Kim, How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really, we're really excited to hear what you've got going on. We know that you are... Um, uh, the owner of the Womb Wellness Center. We have uh, Kim Morris, owner of the Womb Wellness Center. Uh, we really want to str- uh, focus tonight on, you know, how you got into business and, you know, what strategies you employ in your business. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and, and how you may utilize technology in your both um, health and wellness um, arena and, uh, and your business? How do you combine that? Well, absolutely. I started in um, holistic wellness over five years ago, and um, my first business was actually called The Goddess Night Lifestyle, and I used um, I used that business to introduce women to a holistic, naturopathic way of living through hosting events throughout Long Island and New York. And at these events, we would have about 60 or 70 women show up. I do them about twice a year, and I just introduce to them um, vegan food or um, raw food, I'd introduce them to oxygen bars, meditation, um, energy healing, Reiki healing, and things like that would go on at these events. And I did that for a couple of years. And then um, I felt that it was time for me to get my own storefront. And I opened up a holistic wellness shop in Long Island called Happy Journey Boutique. And I had that for quite some time. And being there is when I really got into womb care, um, and I started to focus on wound care more than anything else because it was just so rewarding and it was so effective um, with the woman that I was working with. So then I moved, transitioned to online, doing my wound wellness center online. And now I have um, over 50 clients consistently that I work with. And um, what I found was opening my center, which I, I love my center, However, what I found out was that um, the clients that I, were, I was getting was from all over the country because I had an online presence as well. And um, I started to get more clients online than anywhere else, and that's, where I, that's what made me transition to more of an online business than just having the storefront. How does that, um, how does that work? I know, you know you're, you're working with you know, womb, womb health and wellness and, and still, you know, it's more of like a spiritual, holistic, hands-on, it seems, uh, hands-on type of, of practice. How does that seem to work for you operating online as a, a practitioner? Okay, so as a practitioner, um, working online actually works 
well because, um, one, again, it, it opens up my clientele base um, to a larger group of women. Um, two, everything that I do with the women can be done via phone, via video chat. I work with a lot of the girls via video chat. And the products that I use, I'm able to just ship to them, and they're able to use them on their own during their healing journey. If we do anything else outside of that, I do also facilitate meditations via video as well for them. So a lot of the things that I do is not necessarily have to be a hands-on practice because the products that you're using, you're using them on your own in your home, and I'm always there to assist via phone or via web. That's amazing. So, you know, we're talking about um, you, with as part of your business, womb health, and, you know, that's pretty pretty new to me news to me. So how do you find that um, it's being received all around the country? I know people are finding you here and there, but is there a level of, um, do you have to cross over some learning curves there? Uh, and how do you how do you handle that? Well, definitely, um, because every, obviously everybody's body is different, so they um, respond differently to different products and um, using these different services that I offer. Um, I actually taught myself a lot of the things that I'm showing to other women. I do a lot of studying when it comes to women's anatomy, and I do a lot of studying when it comes to um, different matters of the health, when it comes to STDs or whether it be that we're talking about fibroids or um, hysterectomies or um, menopause. These are the things, and these are the type of things that I cross with the women that I work with. As far as it being a learning curve, I learned from each and every client that I work with something new or something different. Um, I have several clients now that I'm working with that deal with infertility, and I wasn't really versed in issues of infertility until meeting with these clients and actually working with them. Several of them I worked with from my center hands-on, but now that I've worked with them for quite some time, I do have some that live outside of my area, outside of my state that I work with via web. So, yeah, I definitely um, I'm learning constantly from them. So you, you mentioned fibroids, and um, can you expound on, you know, the fibroid and the how did that, with the womb wellness and the and fibroids, how how can womb health um, improve fibroids or the the, the betterment okay, of so womb health? There's several things that I'd like to um, inform my clients about, and one of them is your diet when it comes to fibroids. And I was just speaking with a client earlier about this um, as far as changing her diet. I don't know the full science behind it, but I know that dairy has not been working well with women and their womb. I think dairy is um, causing some issues with women in their womb. I think that's a good thing to avoid, especially if you have a history of fibroids in your family or if you, are actually, or if you actually have fibroids yourself. Um, another thing that I like to work with outside of addressing your diet is herbs. I deal with a lot of different natural herbs to work with women in their womb, whether it be um, menstrual pain, whether it be fibroids, whether it be endometriosis. I actually use herbs. I blend them. I make a tea that I use with women for um, painful menstruation or heavy bleeding during their menstrual cycle. I also work with yoni steam or vaginal steams, um, and that's also another blend of herbs where a woman is able to utilize it in her own home and um, do facilitate a steam on herself in her bathroom, which is just a mix of herbs. You would use it in something like a sitz bath, if you're familiar with what a sitz bath is. It's like mm -hmm. a little bowl device that you put in your, in your toilet, and you put the herbs in there with the hot water. You allow it to steam. You sit over it, cover it up, and the herbs and the steam goes up vaginally, and it starts to detox any impurities that are going on in the womb area and the vaginal canal. That is also good for um, fibroids or relieving any menstrual pain. Um, another product that I work with are womb healing pearls, and those are also herbs. They're in some type of, um, it's in like a cloth wrap, very similar to a gauze pad, and it's inserted vaginally. And this helps to break up any de dead tissue or pathogens that are left in the womb area. My personal experience with them is that I was diagnosed with cysts, and um, it was it was very extreme to the point that my menstrual cycle was very heavy. It was lasting over 10 days. I was using tampons. I was using pads. 
I got to my gynecologist, and by the time I got to him, I was um, I was anemic. I was severe anemic because of all the loss of blood that was happening over the course of the time that I had these cysts, and I had and they were going untreated. However, um, my gynecologist didn't really have anything to help me out with that. So me being in the holistic field and already working with herbs is when I started to work with blending the pearls and dealing with the pearls. And I myself was able to remove the cysts and detox the cysts from my womb. And now I have a normal menstrual cycle, which lasts only five days now, and it's not as heavy and as crazy as it was before. And I, I was my first patient or client, I should say, and um, once I seen that it was working with myself, I started to reach out to my family. I had my sister who she had some issues going on, and I introduced these herbs to her. I had a girlfriend come to me. I introduced them to her. I had a close um, friend that I worked with. She was more of a um, she was more of someone that I dealt with with business, but she came to me with some issues, and I and I and I gave her the pearls and the herbs that I work with, and I noticed that they started to work with her. So once I noticed that they was working with my friends and my family, that's when I started to introduce them to other women, and I started to incorporate them in my practice of um, alternative healing methods. So I know that, you know, holistic um, healing takes a little longer than, you know, the, the, the medicine that doctors prescribe. So when your friends and your family were, were you know, trying what you gave them, and the, the yoni, yoni pearls, and, you know, it may have taken longer than, you know, maybe a antibiotic or something like that. Um, what did you, what did you let, did you let them know that, yeah, it's going to take longer, or were they, were they discouraged at all? How did they react? Yeah, in some cases, I want to say that it'll take longer, but in other cases, it doesn't. I have several different clients, um, so I'll give you a couple of different a couple of different scenarios. I had one client who was diagnosed with herpes, and um, she used the pearl. She only detoxed twice, and since then she hasn't had an outbreak ever again, and it's been over almost two years now. And she's normally somebody that would have consistent outbreaks. So for her, that worked kind of immediately, and this is something that she has struggled with for years. Um, then I had a client who had... Um, pelvic inflammatory disease. That was something that was more of a process for her. She had to use the pearls for a longer period of time for them to work for her. And it was a little, it, it, I, won't, I don't want to say it was painful where um, she had to go to the hospital or anything like that, but it, it was a little irritating to the PID because it would inflame it when she used it sometimes. However, once she got past that process, she's no longer having those she's no longer having those episodes of being inflamed. Now, I have another client who was suffering from yeast infections for over a year, which was working with her was my first time ever hearing that you can even have a yeast infection for that long. And um, she used the pearls for about five months, and after the five months, since then she hasn't had another yeast infection. And these yeast infection she was having was literally sending her to the hospital on a regular basis. And um, whatever they were giving her, it was not helping her at all. So the pearls did help to detox her in a way that now her pH levels are balanced and she's not having those yeast infections anymore. So I can't really say that it works any slower than what the doctors would prescribe for you. I can just say that it, it, it definitely works different. So how do you um... – well, I know you have your products online, and we're going to give our audience your um, contact information and how they can purchase the, um, the products, these uh, wound care products. But, you know, other dietary things that go on, I know you mentioned dairy. Are there any other ways that people can practically help themselves if they have these issues? You know, how can they detox their bodies, um, you know, besides purchasing the the uh, items on your on your in your store site. How can we help ourselves? Well, besides that, and besides the dairy, another thing that um I do suggest my clients do is to lessen their meat intake. I think that causes some issues with the womb and causes some issues as far as um how we're getting fibroids. I've I've done some reading too when I some chemicals um perms relaxers um have an effect on the womb. The chemicals that are in the perms are causing fibroids. Uh, um, 
and I've read several articles about that. Also, if someone's suffering from, like, yeast infections, they can use um, – I've had some of my clients use them in between cleanses. One particularly is the woman that I said she was having this yeast infection for quite some time. She can use garlic, um, insert it in um, a cheesecloth, and she would literally have to insert it vaginally, and they would do that several times throughout the month. And that helps to balance out the pH levels, and it helps to – um, get rid of the yeast infection. How long? How long do you leave that inserted? The garlic? Is it overnight? Is it an hour? Yeah, I would have them put it in at night and remove it in the morning. Wow, that's a great tip. And so you're saying that you you know you've read studies where even perms can damage womb health. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So this this is very, very deep. You know, whatever goes on in your womb really affects your whole body, your thyroid, everything, your endocrine. So, yeah, this is important stuff. Thank you so much, Kim, for um, joining us today. Can you please give us your contact information? How can we purchase and how can we find you? Well, everything, you can find me at wombwellnesscenter.com. That's my website. And on Facebook, it would be Facebook Womb Wellness Center as well. On Instagram, it's Womb Wellness Center as well. And on Twitter, you can find me at Truly Kim Morris. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kim Morris, uh, for joining us on Beyond Talk. We will be back in a minute. Stay tuned. Every time I tell somebody I do poetry for a living, they look at me weird. Like they don't believe that it's possible. I tell them that it is. I tell them I don't make my living off giving people reasons to buy a CD. That's crazy. I make my living off giving people reasons to live outside the box, outside the cell block, outside the cubicle. I tell them that a life lived without boundaries is beautiful. I tell them that the body can do whatever the mind chooses to. And I ain't got no illusions or grandeur. I know where my story ends, but yours begins whenever you get ready to move. Want to be a lawyer? Take your ass back to school. You only got a short time on this earth, so while you're here, you better find your niche and work on it like your life depends upon it because tomorrow isn't promised. Failure's not an option. Want to be a dancer? Get it popping. Work your angles like an architect with all your tears, blood, and sweat then disregard the people that'll tell you you're crazy because they too scared or lazy and too complacent to make the necessary changes. This life is about risk. Jumping in with both feet because the answer could be just beneath the surface and the timing ain't never going to be perfect but only 2% of the people on this planet actually do what they want. 60% of the people on this planet work for them. The other 38% are just too far gone. So you better get in where you fit in while you still can. Otherwise, die wondering what could have been. And when you think about it like that, doing poetry for a living makes perfect sense. It puts me in that 2%. I only answer to God. Program managers can't censor my shit. I'm a prophet that prophesies and profits. No gimmicks. I give it to you the same way God gave it to me. The pen is a pistol. The words are a nightstick. I just beat you over the head till you submit. No blue pill, just red. Here's some water. Swallow this. And this ain't about performing. This is two doses of reality, call me in the morning, this is word is born, this is you better get your piece of the pie before it's gone, this is one part heart, four parts persistence, cover the pot and let it simmer, guess who's coming to dinner, opportunities knocking, better pop the lock and let them enter, this is 2005, you can start a business with an internet connection and a laser printer, no excuses, get on your mission and consider all this the next time you fix your face to ask me what I do for a living. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold so you will be able to listen to the show. That was powerful. That was powerful. I want to recording. Okay, now we're ready for our digital drummer session. Bring on the digital drummer. Cairo, are you on the line? Yes, I'm on. Yes. Hi, yes. how are you? Thank Hi, you Cairo. Hi, Cairo. Thank you, you so much. And Greg, uh, very nice to be on with you all. Uh, we, I don't think we've oh. ever spoken before, but I'm really excited to be here. 
Well, I'm excited to 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 meet you. I've I've seen a lot about you and and seen you on um, Taste of Technology. Let's let everybody know about you. You are um, the tech socialite. Is that correct? That's correct. So I know people are always like, what the heck does that mean? Um, <laughs> so tech socialite. <laughs> From the standpoint of where I have a background where I worked in a lot of tech companies, I worked for Nokia, AT&T, Singular, all sorts of tech companies, and I was actually there at the RFP. Well, I should say I was there in the office after the RFP when the iPhone came out and Nokia was on top, and that was the day that Nokia had its demise. So the iPhone came out with touch, and it destroyed the whole entire industry. So, <laughs> so I looked and I said, okay, well, when I was in the office, I said, I can't get people around me who seem to understand anything about tech that look like me. So I got in a space where I started to talk to people about it, and they just didn't get it. And I said, okay, well, clearly there's a bridge that needs to happen here. So you have the tech community, and then you have people who I call civilians. Um, they don't they don't mesh in the same spaces, though. For people who are in tech, and I think with the platform of Blacks and Technology with BEAD, we understand that there is uh, there's two different communities there. So we have people who can speak the jargon of the industry. So if I say a CISM, people would know what I'm talking about in tech, but then I'd have to explain that that's a securities management certification. <laughs> so when you get in the space and you say, we're not speaking the same language, and you wonder why people don't step into technology. I also had a background in entertainment for about five years. I did entertainment from the standpoint of putting on my own shows. I had a radio show, went international, um, and it was on web TV back in 2010 and 11. do live shows here. I'm in Atlanta. Um, and I did management of groups and hosted all sorts of things. So came back and I said, well, what I do know, when I look at African-Americans, I see that African-Americans are very into entertainment, so I can merge the two spaces. So I'll be a tech socialite. I'm social while I'm still talking about technology. So I think from the standpoint of being entertaining, I'm goofy, and I don't mind being goofy. I'm quirky. I don't mind that because I attach to some people who don't get it. And I've heard for years people say, you know, I appreciate you because if I wouldn't have heard it from you, I never would have known that this thing in technology was even happening because technology talks to other tech people. They don't talk to everyday people. And so when everyday people are in their space and we're talking to them about APIs and we're talking to them about different types of cybersecurity, the reason why we don't see people attaching to that space is it's not being brought and presented to them in a space where they understand. So we make it social. So on Cairo Queen's Taste of Technology, Juarez Jackson, I'm a tech socialite. Juarez is a rocket scientist. So we make technology palatable for everyday people. We talk about everything from nanotech to blogging, and we interview everybody we possibly can that talks about technology in the space with a major focus of drawing the African-American population into our, our audience so that they can attach and understand about technology in that space as well. So you want yep. to get the African-American technology into technology. I know, Greg, you have a question. I mean, I saw your show. It's, it's sort of like, I mean, the, you're, you're both gorgeous, you and, and Juarez, and it's like, wow, okay, you can look beautiful and still be Thank smart. Thank you. <laughs> so, and, and here's the funny thing. So people are always like, why would you use the name Cairo Queen? So the whole entire golden hair Cairo Queen concept was a branding concept I had when I went out and I said, I was doing a business meeting. I had somebody tell me, well, you know, in order for you to do business as a black woman, you got to have a white woman or a white man in front of you in order to do business. And I said, oh, really? <laughs> so my background, I come from Colorado, but my, my, say my soul was born in Egypt. And I always tell people, you know, long story about where the name came from. But my thought was for every little girl that's out there, and her name might be Sharika, and they've always said, well, you got to have a name that certain people attach to. No, really? <laughs> and they say, well, you know, a lot of people are, they, they can't have a dark-skinned person that operates in this white world. And you say, oh, yeah. So I got in a space where I said, I'm going to change all of that. I'm going to give myself the most ethnic name I could possibly give and just see what happens. I'm going to also change my hair, and I'm going to cultivate this personality. And I did. I cultivated a personality. 
um, it worked. It stuck. I identify with it. People identify me with it. People ask a lot more times when they're African-American what the name is about as opposed to people who are non-African-American. I literally have sat with corporations and spoke to corporate presidents and executive-level people. When I introduce myself as Cairo Queen, they don't ask me one time who that is or why are you using that name. The only people who have a problem with using your name is a person who has an issue internally. So they have to do this internal issue because they feel they have to measure up. I know who I am. And so when you, what I'm saying to people when I use the name Cairo Queen is I know who I am. When they address me the way that I ask them to address me, it's because they know who I am. They don't care about what your name is. They care about what you know. When you know what you know and you present it to them with full confidence and bring it to the table, they can't turn around and do anything but accept you. And I hear this a lot of times from people when they say, well, racism. Mm-mm. Kick the door in. Don't wait for the door to be open for you. There are spaces by where you can go create your own space. So Cairo Queen, the tech socialite, is an identity, a name, and a brand for people who look and they say, okay, well, what does that do? Okay, so now I have on the web now gone and hit international platforms where I'm on public speaking platforms and people are like, you're going to use the name Cairo Queen? Yes. Yes, because there are people who are looking and they need to see somebody who looks like them out there to say, I belong there. Somebody who has the name that's kind of urban. And they say, well, I can do that. If she can do it, I belong there. I look like I'm very ethnic. I am African-American because I want a little girl to look and go, I belong there. I can wear Afro puffs. It doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter if I'm um, urban or if I'm uh, assimilated. I can still fit into this environment. And the thing is with technology that I want everybody to get a grasp of, no matter what the nationality is, everybody needs to be in the tech space. And it's because the future is moving fast already. In the space of where technology is, technology is moving daily forward. By the time we adapt artificial intelligence and robotics into our mainstream, it will be moving by the minute. The federal government, the FBI, is literally chasing people to help them come and fix the problems with cybersecurity right now. They're begging for people to come join the FBI cybersecurity team because they can't keep up with technology. And what that means for our African-American population in America is this. The United States of America is 20 years behind in technology and innovation and adaptation, but African-Americans five to 10 years behind that. And so when we're talking about catching up and we're talking about things speeding up and we're talking about quantum leaps and, and things that people don't understand, we have to pick this up, and we do not have time to play politics with it. We have to find our space in it. We have to adapt and add ourselves into this place. So that's why anybody who invites me to come talk, I come talk. I come speak. I will come and bring the conversation to them in the form of Cairo Queen because they're like, I know that there's somebody there eventually is going to come contact me and go, you know what, I understood what you said. I appreciate you doing that because I didn't know black people did this, and I've heard this for years. I didn't know black people could do this. I was on a conversation the other day with somebody who put me on a phone with a lady in China. The lady in China wanted to talk to me about bringing products to America as Cairo Queen. She didn't ask me why you go by Cairo Queen. Why? Because her name is an Asian name that most Americans can't even pronounce. So when I say to people, it's not about your name. It's about what you know. They say, it's who you know. Yeah, you got to use that too. But what it's, what it's about is what you know. When you know what you know and you can apply that in the space where it belongs, they have to open the doors for you. Nobody is stopping you from this space right here because they can't even cover all the spaces. And when I say they, I'm not even talking about just white people. I mean the whole system that has oppressed people, stop you from getting in this space. And this is why technology and what Greg Greenlee has done with Blacks in Technology and what 
what uh, the digital drummer uh, did with the whole entire now, <laughs> We all know Jim Newsom, and, and we'll say that for people who don't know. The digital drummer did with the concept of the urban text there and what we've seen within Bitlow and Blacks, uh, uh, Black Data Processing Associations with all these organizations separately. What they have done is paved the way to where now we're needing to unify to present this to everyone and say, hey, you belong here. We have a place for you. As a matter of fact, we need you so we can pave the pathway for the next generation. And that's it. I think it's so important that you're in the position that you're in because, you know, I said this today that um, there's no more room for Jackie Robinson. I think that when you look and you see that there's one person, um, that means that the door is still not open. And so to find an individual who will play the role or be in the role of a trailblazer uh, to, to stimulate people to get involved in technology, I find that phenomenal because, like I said earlier, you, you find that you, you're welcome. Um, but you find that, you know, it's so necessary because as technology moves, I think that it allows us to get involved in some things that otherwise we probably would not be able to, to get involved in, you know, just speaking from a person who, who, who utilizes a lot of technology. And I just really want to just say, you know, thank you for, for being that voice because, you know, it's, it's amazing how we find our niche and how we find, you know, and how, you know, we're placed in a position for a purpose. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you find that you're the person that has been selected to open doors. So I just think that that's a phenomenal thing. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm looking, I say, for people who, who are worried, and, and I, I had to have a conversation with somebody the other day, if you are worried about creating something and somebody's going to take it from you in this space, this place is wide open. It is yeah. a never-ending, continuous space of building that doesn't even have a dead end, and there's no infrastructure or laws in place for it for the most part. It is clearly a wide-open space for us to run free, and I call it the great equalizer because in my thought process, and, and I say God gave me this because I felt that's where it came, where it came from. In my thought process, it said, it's the great equalizer because here is the place where we could change history. And I say this to people, I think, now on an everyday scale. If I took one of every technology engineer who's made $100,000 and they contributed $1,000 a year to a pot, that's a million dollars in a pot where we could go reinvest that as an institution of banking and go and get money from other institutions to reinvest in technology. We could build technology communities. We could have where Michael Jordan has now decided he's going to give $2 million after 20 years. We could take money from people like that and reinvest it in the space of technology. Why? Because certifications are way easier to get than college degrees. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but it's a reality. And it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> that that makes a whole lot of sense because, you know, when we talk about education, you know, generally it's a, inside the funnel. It's that thing of trying to filter and fit people through the same types of systems. And I think that when we look at, you know, like you said, with certifications, I think that it's imperative for us to know this type of information because it's not it, – it's one, it's like everyone's not built for, for – just a certain type of education. You know, some people learn, everybody, some people learn differently. Some people are meant to do different things. Everyone's meant to do whatever it is they're made to do. And so I just think it's necessary for this type of information to go across the airways for people because we need to know that there are other options. Because once we know there are other options, it's, it's, it's a little easier to put yourself in a position to be successful. And I think the knowing the options is, is the route to go. I definitely feel like, you know, if we're in a space now where we can contribute our verse to this this space, and, and let me say this very gently, not the ancestors' verse, not the people who built previously, not the people who were enslaved. We don't talk enough about our future focus and where we're going. We talk a lot about where we've been. 
we now have the opportunity to change that. In this space, we can become the new Atlantis. And I say that because I'm in Atlanta, and this has been spoken to me over and over again. We can recreate the future of the past and take where we were in places of kings and and queens in a land and now represent ourselves in this space by cultivating a place where we can now take people who don't have information because I feel like it's incumbent on those who do know to tell others who don't know. Get them in this space showcase this information because what we do see is that people who generate high incomes get a lot of attention. People who they think generate high incomes get a lot of attention. And so where we see engineers now needing to needing to have 10,000 engineers in the next so many years, it is just as simple as now showcasing all these great engineers who are making $100,000 or more because there are more of you than there are basketball players. And I say this, this is so much, so important to our people. We chase money, but the money is right here. The money is right here in this space. And I know so many engineers that make such great money, including my (laughs) co-host. And and I say this because I take in the role of an activist. And so right now I'm working on uh, Tech Month ATL with Atlanta, which is a political gesture that I've gone to create a Adaptation and Awareness Month in October with the city of Atlanta, where I have now been picked up by a politician in the state government because they want me to come and do something with the state of Georgia. So I'm like, if I can take the city, I can take the state. If I can take the state, I can go over the whole country. If I can go over the country, I can go international. So what I did is I created a chamber of commerce that I haven't fully launched yet, so I'm not going to reveal what the name of it is, but that's my intention is now to create international commerce in the space by where we sit in technology with the connections that we have, with the gray greenies, with the BDPAs, with the urban tech fairs, with the bees and with everybody else. So we talk about economic development plans, and we talk about where we see churches. Churches have 30,000 people going to churches every Sunday. They should all have to have tech ministries, every single one of them. That's the main space we need to have technology. That could be a ministry to service your community. We're not doing it. And that's a simple solution. Technology is about solutions. We solve for X in technology. And there's a solution. We're not even touching this stuff. And I think about this. When I tell you I eat, sleep, and drink technology, I eat, sleep, and drink technology, the solutions that will help people as a collective whole. That's wonderful. So that means I definitely need to be talking to you after the show. Well, they call me the digital drummer because I pass messages of interest and concern from one website to another, like the drummers of old. Jim Newsom, may he rest in peace. Bless his soul. He was such a wonderful man. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Hyro Queen. Oh, my goodness. You know, um, just like Gregory, I'm going to be talking to you after this show. There's so many things that I want to see if I can get involved in in the tech industry as well. Even though I I don't have a techie bone in my body, I want to get involved because, you know, I think this is, there are solutions. You know, we're solving for X and I want to be part of the solution. That's the great thing about what this is. You don't have to be techie to be in the tech space. And tech is an industry, which means we need salespeople, we need marketing people, we need people to manage. Most techies, and for people who know about technology, people who are tinkerers, that's all they do. They're not good at marketing. They're not good at getting business uh, uh, plans put together. They need those people. Technology needs you. They need, in fact, we need people who do hair in the technology field. We need people who design clothes like, like your, I believe your guest next week is going to be Bonnie Sandy. We need people to start inventing glow-in-the-dark clothing to take us into the future. We need people in that space. You know, where, where, where is the innovative movies coming out of the black community? Well, all these people making movies about gossip shows. And everything. Let's talk about technology. Let's talk about futuristic things that give us a future to point towards. We need people to talk about tech law. 
We need people to talk about. I mean, I could give you a list. Hap text. We could talk about everything. <laughs> we need to talk about all these things and build in this space because you are needed. You are needed in this space, and especially because you're a woman. Women need to be in this space because we don't have technology being built for us and it's being built by men. So we end up with more underwire bras. All right. We don't want those. We want something that's going to benefit us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that that's was why we need by you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we need comfortable comfortable undergarments. We need something to help us. Oh, gosh. You know, all of these things invented by men. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board, Cairo Queen. Thank you so much. Yay! You are our digital drummer spotlight of the week, sponsored, um, sponsored by uh, Urban Text Fair or, uh, in remembrance of Jim Newsom, who was the original drummer. Yeah of the founder of the Urban Tech Fair. So thank you so much. This has been quite enlightening. And thank you to our guest, Kim Morris, as well. Kim, do you have any She's awesome. Any kind of- <laughs> she is. Oh, my goodness. I learned so much. And watch out, garlic. <laughs> but, yeah, she's gotten so much. Gregory, Gregory, what have you got to say? I, I just thought it was a phenomenal show. I loved uh, the one, I love the energy. Cairo brought a whole lot of energy. <laughs> but um, it's just exciting. Thank because you. When you. You're so welcome. Um, because I think that between the both of them, they're educating people. And and that is so necessary because, you know, when we look up and we figure um, there are areas that we don't know. And so to have two people on that are passionate about educating people is definitely uh, the right thing to, to have on this show because when we – when we have these type of avenues, that's the main thing that should come out of this is somebody getting something. And I think today, uh, for those who listen, as well as for myself and Faith, if I can speak for Faith, I believe we got something out of this. So phenomenal yeah. job, ladies. Hello? Yeah. Hello. Is my line? Okay, I just wanted to make sure my line was open because I switched phones. But I just wanted to add that I, it was so important for me to hear your struggle as far as people telling you that you need a white person, a white face to get you and navigate you through um, running your business or owning your business or in the field that you're in. Because I heard that so many times for myself, even opening up a storefront, you know, it was like, why would you open up a storefront there? It's a white neighborhood. You're going to need a white girl to work at your counter for you. And um, hearing that alone actually made me push further and continue to do what I was doing. And the, where I opened up, I was very successful with it anyway. But even just hearing that and you telling that type of story, myself expressing that experience, I think is very important. You are, you are fabulous in the space of what you already do. You know so much about healing and life-giving. You are Mother Nature. And I say this to you as somebody who survived fibroids myself and literally did it without any medication. So I speak to you knowing what you're talking about. And I'm telling you, you are empowered. You keep doing what you're doing. You're already Thank you. <laughs> and thank you guys for having me. You're welcome. Yes. Thank well, you so I just much. like yeah. to. Oh, I'm. I apologize. No, no, this is Jacqueline. Just for everybody, you know, <laughs> um, if anybody wants to call in six four six seven one six seven nine nine four, you got about ten seconds. Um, <laughs> to, just to continue to hear the show, it's going to continue to record. But um, I just want to thank everybody. It was a phenomenal show. Y'all just heard that. This is just the tip of the iceberg. But I want to let you guys know that's how important the Urban Tech Fair is. The whole reason we're here, Jason, Cairo, Greg Greenlee, this is just the tip of what Jim Newsom just seemed to pull together. He started digital drumming in the 70s, where you didn't even know it was blacks and technologies back then. (laughs) But he was using Yahoo Groups to send out information, how you could create a game, and all, all these different type of information he would send out. Josh, and we actually, uh, uh, we actually grew into, 
I know for me, I grew into his information. I think I connected with him in the mid two thousand. And I grew in because I didn't believe, like, wow, I didn't believe all of these things. And how many black people invented this? How many black people, like, basically started the Internet? The lead programming on Madden, um, he passed on. Mike Knox was a black man. I mean, it's just so many things that we don't even realize what we've done. And then Cairo just is just phenomenal, has the, the gift to bring it to everyday people. And um, the conference is a way, the BDEDC conference is a way for us to help carry on an urban tech fair. Because Jim got sick and it was me. And then Jason, one of urban tech fair people again, um, asked me to do some marketing for him. So we marketed the book. Then he said, oh, I got an idea for a conference. And I'm like, well, hey, let's bring the Urban Tech Fair, what's relevant at the Urban Tech Fair, to the conference. And we have already have our own pool of family, you know, to pull from. And and it's just not people. I mean, these are people with great knowledge, expertise. And um, so the fact that we, just to realize that we are each here and what we can each bring to the table and what we can manifest is just exciting. So in that, we're talking about business, we're talking about supporting one another, and we're talking about technology and wellness. Well, our brother here, the voice of Black on Black Radio, Mr. Gregory Merriweather, they're in the midst of doing a, a crowdfunder for Black on Black Radio. So take it away, Greg, and tell us what we need to do. Um, you can just go to generosity.com. And uh, you can look up to help develop the African-American community. And that's uh, what the fundraiser is under. And what we're doing is the Black on Black Network, um, which is an online uh, total network, uh, live streaming radio and TV. And we're just, you know, looking to up our technology. And so we just put out a fundraiser out there and just really want people to get behind it because when it's all said and done, this is our network. And I just want to uh, be able to, have people such as we have today um, and all over the world to be able to have a home uh, that we can call our own. So just look up to help, the, to help develop the African-American community on generosity.com, and there you'll find me in a video talking about the Black on Black Network. I'm sorry, but can you repeat that? Because I'm on it now and I'd like to search it. It's okay. helped, uh... to help, the fundraiser is to help develop the African-American community. That's the title. Okay. And uh, it'll be, uh, you'll see what is the Black on Black radio show with Gregory Merriweather. There's a video. Okay. Well, this has been phenomenal. So since I'm on, I guess I'll give the call. Um, Just imagine, everyone, you had 30 seconds and the whole world listening. What wisdom do you want to leave? And we are going to go in order first with Kim. Then we're going to go to Cairo. Then we're going to go to Jason Moore. And then we're going to go to Faith, and we're going to close out with you, Gregory. Okay. Okay, Okay, so first I'd like to say, one, be mindful what you're putting on your body and in your body. And I think it's very important that we support these type of stations because radio frequencies, they're vibrations that create frequencies, and frequencies create your reality. So it's very important to what it is that you find yourself susceptible to listening to. Cairo? Beautiful, beautiful. I would say when you really want something, the entire universe conspires in helping you to achieve it, and it's time that we come together and we build together. And this is our space and time to start focusing on the future, get your children in technology, get your family involved with technology, coding, building, learning, get your business in technology. You belong here. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Good evening, everyone. This is Jason Moore with the BEDC. I just want to say thank you, Kim and Cairo, for your wonderful uh, talk with us. It was very inspirational. Um, I learned a lot. You know, I'm always listening for something I I haven't known before. 
and this is very useful information. Uh, the bit of knowledge I would like to, to uh, give to everyone is to follow your passion and to keep going no matter what obstacles may present themselves, and you'll do well in life. Thank you. All right, and this is Faith McKinney. And my words of wisdom came from my dad. He always says, take what you have and make what you want. And I find that to be true in life, and um, I offer that to you. And this is Greg Merriweather, last but not least. Um, I would just say that today is all you have. Um, And with today, be the best that you could possibly be in all things and in all ways. Because if we operate knowing that today is all we have, it should drive us to be the best that we could possibly be. And if given the opportunity to do it all over again the next day, I think we should live it just like it's our last. And that's it. All right. Um, We didn't get a chance to give out our um, call to do. Really forgot about that. But for everyone... Just go to our Facebook page. We're going to be putting it out there. It's holiday hashtags. So that means the holiday seasons are coming, and you really should have had your campaigns together by the end of July. So just think we have back to school, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and then Valentine's. What holiday hashtags are relevant to your brand? And make sense for you Come up with your list of holiday hashtags Start brainstorming And write them down you, you know you have two weeks to the next show So you got to make sure you do your assignments And I'm going to give you a worksheet And only I'm going to tell you where to go Once you come up with your hashtags Where you can research them To see if they're being used And if they are how they're being used Because you want to make sure what you're attaching yourself to What energy And then also how to register your hashtag so that you can start creating your own brand and your own imprint with that hashtag. So, um, again, go to Facebook.com, B-E-E-D Conference. And um, we're going to get the website updated too, but definitely go to our Facebook page and you will find last week's call to do and this show's call to do. So to everyone, we just say thank you, stay in action, and um, be blessed. And we're going to roll out on um, Bravo by Lettucey and Bravo.
Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.